1: Brian McCubbin.
2: Hey, everybody.
1: David Hall. We got to get somebody whose name starts with a C, and then we'll just literally have the alphabet right at the top.
0: Greg Hectus. What's up, everybody? All right, thanks. We're, we're going to have Tom Dryling back here soon, hopefully, on the show on a regular basis. We'll have a tea. You an A. It's Build Week, everyone. Uh, we'll be going over all the new content for Season 2 Build. And what do we think about it? It'll be a loaded show, so let's get started. Our Racers Lounge podcast is sponsored by Grid Finder, your go-to source for finding your next sim racing, Cash League. A new premium feature within grid-finder.com to promote your Cash League slash race to over 1,000 racers that visit us every week. A low cost of $4.99 a month will allow you to feature up to three divisions in Grid Finder's Newest section. That's only a dollar twenty-five per week to make sure you have a full grid for your next cash league or race. Special iRacers Lounge offer. Sign up now and get a free week. This is only good <clears throat> for the rest of the month. So get your cash league signed up now. Grid Finder, the home of online sim racing leagues. Visit www.grid-finder.com to find a league or to upload your own. Gridfinder.com.
1: That takes us right into topics, and we're going to jump right in first with a teaser. And this one's actually going to have a little podcast history behind it, too, because we were supposed to cover this last week, but Mike cut it, actually, because he thought it was just about Five Flags. But if you actually take a closer look, it's a little bit of a teaser to the Super Late Model. Uh, And Dell was the one who got to tweet it. Yeah, I felt
0: pretty stupid because Five Flags, we already have that track. actually, is what somebody pointed out. And it had to be Dale Earnhardt Jr. to point out that, hey, duh, there's a super late model in the picture if you guys pay attention.
2: Yeah, that's just the, that's just the rear decklet of it, that corner. Yeah, easy mistake to make there, Mike. That's not not a whole lot of car show. And, and uh, well, I guess five, five Flags would be a clue because uh, you know, of the Snowball Derby maybe, I don't know.
0: Yeah, makes sense. It, it was a good tease by them and it went right over my head, obviously.
2: I was yelling
3: at the windshield in the truck last week when I heard you say, Oh, pipe flags, just be a new track.
1: <laughs> Were you the one who told me that? I screwed that up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a little bit easier to tell what the deal is in this video, Brian.
2: Yeah, Adam, why don't you why don't you take over? Uh, you're you're the you're our SLM guy.
3: Yeah, so that the 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 um, super late model asphalt, they redid the whole car, they redid the body, they redid the physics in the car that was actually scanned was scanned about 15 minutes from my house and so what the old body is what i can compare it to is like the gen 5 cup car and this new body on the super late model which i racing just released is the is comparable to the new cup series body bigger greenhouse um different front end looks like more like a street car generally overall it's more boxy but it drives in real life the car is comparable to the old car they drive the same same aerodynamic properties
0: now my understanding is uh, with this particular car they replaced the old car it's not like we can still drive the old car or the new car or either one or both in this case there is no old car it is gone and this is the only super late model on the service why that why are we doing it that way
3: Uh, that's a good question Because there's, I'd say there's probably 60, 40% of people that like the old one. Like, I like the old body. I think it looks slicker and faster, but things have to change over time, I guess. And you have to upgrade that. That old body's been around for like 16, 17 years.
1: We also don't have every single version of the truck and every single version of the Xfinity car, right? So sometimes they just upgrade it instead of constantly putting out more legacy content that they would have to continue to support. Yeah, good point.
3: It, it might be hard with, like the hit too on like a new body and an old body racing down the
0: same track. What do you think of the teaser video here? They they show them going around the track uh it, you know, looks like your typical uh, you know, super late race.
3: Yeah, I think it's good. I think it looks pretty racy. Um I noticed a little bit more of an outside line was working. I, d- I just did some test laps so that the thing the thing drives a lot better.
4: Didn't somebody say on the team, they think that uh, it's going to have a different sticker package maybe coming at some point for it, for, like, different noses.
3: Well, what they did is they, on the real body, there's three different bodies. There's a Camry nose, there's a Mustang nose, and there's a Camaro nose. What I get is they just left it generic, generically flat on the front end, and you could stick whatever Camaro, Dodge, whatever Mustang stickers you want on the nose.
4: So you're saying it's up to everybody in the paint? paint yeah. department to do that.
3: and there's, there's a ton of new templates that people have made already for it.
0: Yeah, and the paints don't transfer over from the old car to the new car, I understand.
3: Nope, they don't. So I've made hundreds of paints and they're all gone.
0: Now you've got to make another hundred. Mm. Uh, I also heard that it didn't work on road courses for some reason, um, but apparently they're going to fix it.
3: Yeah, I was reading there was some type of camber issue on the forums when someone took it to a road course and the camber wasn't passing tech.
4: Well, speaking of a road course, but, uh, this one's got, uh, dirt all over it. Um, iRacing's Twitter page, uh, teased before the, the build here for season two, that there was a new track and they wanted you to guess what the dirt, uh, pro truck was re- what tr- track the pro truck was driving on. And, uh, you know we i guess uh we already knew the name of what was coming out did we not before that
0: i don't think so i mean if you look at the responses to the twitter uh there's a lot of people trying to figure out what the answer is but i don't think they did looks like a pretty nice track and uh an interesting
4: layout to uh, get around i guess uh adam you want to tell us well, the next one here is an actual post on it uh what the content is
3: yeah so this new track is bark river international raceway and it's up in michigan and apparently it's i was listening to the to another podcast and they said it's like the um it's kind of like if there's a daytona 500 of off-road short course racing. this is like a indianapolis to it
0: yep yeah i did see a response from jim beaver he's the one who guessed correctly first uh saying it was bark river one of our triple crown events looks wicked fun I'm behind on getting these tracks. I don't think I bought the last one that came out either, so I need to get caught up. Because I was one of the first ones to say, when there was only two tracks for these tracks, that there wasn't enough. And I think since then, they've put out maybe two or three more, so uh, I need to get with it.
3: They're doing pretty good on um, putting in filler content and adding more stuff rather than running the same track over and over.
0: Okay, so that brings us to the next uh, newest road course on the service, a classic from Germany. Um, iRacing Video introduces the Hockenheim Ring to the service, <clears throat> and it's a beauty, guys. Just as you would uh, expect, of course, if you've watched any Formula One races, you've seen this track before.
4: Well, it seems like this this was the first time that they've done it off of uh, blueprints, too, right? This is the one that they bought the uh, special uh, scan
0: for. They didn't scan it themselves, right?
4: So this is a good see of what they possibly could be doing down the future, right?
0: Looks like any other track they do, you know?
4: Hockenheim's a really flat track. Most of the tracks that the F1, like, the majority of the F1 tracks don't really have a lot of elevation changes uh, hill-wise. They maybe uh, go straight up, straight down uh, on a gradual incline, but this, yeah, you're right, this is one of the uh, more flatter tracks that they raced on.
3: Have you driven any yet, David?
1: This dirt road course? No,
3: no.
2: Hockenheim. Oh, the Hockenheim. Hockenheim.
1: No, sorry, He's behind. I, I'm behind. I was uh, I, I was looking for uh, the hot lap and also reading some stuff in a Discord, multitasking here and got a little lost. No, you might good, good
4: well live radio. You might as well talk about that hot lap.
1: Yeah, we have a hot lap here presented um, by At Delar Group in, in the twenty. 20- uh, and it's showing the, it's showing, yeah, the prototype, the P two, driving around Hockenheim.
0: Yeah, full lap. Uh, apparently, there's uh, six different configurations, I think. And uh, from what I've read from other people about this track, it, it's going to be good for iRacing. I think a, a lot of the road courses are going to include this. You know, the road course serieses. Uh, this is going to be one of the, you know, the bread and butters.
1: We did have a, a listener actually chime in the same guy who taught me how to actually say nevergreen was, uh, letting us know, uh, that we pronounced this one correctly. And, uh, we get a kick out of our mispronunciations, especially Mike with names. And then I don't even get people's names. Right. Right. Um, But he mentioned that this they're really excited in Europe to see this track going in. It's it's a a track that means a lot to to European road race fans.
4: You have to wonder if they're adding like tracks like these. I I believe like you know, those DTM European series and things like that race on track like a track like this for the Germany. So maybe that's, you know, an open down the road to have some new car content down the road. Who knows?
0: It's just another F one track that they don't have that now they do have. How about that?
2: Yeah, getting back to what we were talking about earlier, so them not scanning this track—it's like one of the first tracks they've ever not actually scanned. I don't think they're going to be able to do that with some of the smaller tracks. I, you know, I'm assuming that they probably purchased this scan from probably from a high end team. You know, so. And I don't know if there's a whole lot of tracks that high-end teams are going to waste a lot of money on scanning. Uh, So I think it's going to be be strictly with these uh, races that are very uh, uh, high-profile races and profile tracks.
4: I was going to say, with COVID, it's going to be whatever they can get to, and this
0: might be the only way for a while.
1: Especially from the other continent.
2: Exactly.
0: But how about those details... Brian, when they don't have all the photos and everything that they normally do?
2: Yeah, so uh, one of the cool things I added to the Hockenheim um, um, circuit was they actually added the, the memorial for Jim Clark, who was the uh, you know, the the uh, British Grand Prix driving legend, who uh, passed away. He uh, lost his life at this track uh, in a fatal crash in 1968. Uh, it was a big deal when he uh, when he lost his life here. And uh, so iRacing actually added the memorial that's at the track uh, where, where that happened.
4: He's, in, he's regarded as one of the best F1 drivers that there ever was. And if he would have lived longer, he probably would have been one of the the highest winning
0: uh, drivers too. I, I, like I was trying to say, I, I, I can't imagine that this kind of thing it was included in the scam they purchased. So, you know, kudos to iRacing for going above and beyond to you know go find video and photographical evidence to help recreate these kind of things to make it this you know real life thing.
4: I'm pretty sure there's probably all this. There's there's got to be lots of cameras footage of all this stuff out there Um, I'm sure it's probably pretty basic on the outside of the track like you got the grandstands and things like that but I bet you the the detail uh, any further that uh, they didn't have any pictures for or anything in they just don't have right
2: yeah, they, that's the same kind of thing they did with North Wilkesboro because obviously a, a lot of the stuff has changed since uh, the time period in which they scanned the track. And they were actually uh, – weren't they, weren't they asking people to send them photos yeah. of the track? So, yeah, they were they were requesting photos so they can get the surroundings just right for the time period. So uh, I'm sure they did something similar to this. I don't remember them specifically requesting photos. But, I mean, this, this track probably had so much – so many uh, – different archives of photos and video that they could probably do that themselves.
0: I'm sure you could just Google and find what you need probably.
4: Well, if I Googled, uh, iRacing's new pace car and thought about what they might design, I don't think I would have come up with this, but, uh, kudos to, uh, iRacing and their new sedan, uh, pace car that they've added in. Um, I kind of like it just for the fact that it's something different. I mean, I always comment when we're, in a, uh, a hosted race or a league race that they put the Porsche out or the pickup truck out in front of the field. Cause I'm, you know, we're used to seeing the Mustang. So now we got this pace car that doesn't have any branding on it. Um, it's kind of a mixture of a whole bunch of things, but it's really cool looking. And I think it'll be a good add to uh, uh, iRacing. I wonder if uh, they got the pace speed for it right for uh,
0: Martinsville, David.
1: That was actually fixed a, while, fixed a while back. They finally fixed that in one of the patches enough squeaky wheels
0: the the pace car is ugly okay i'll just say it (laughs) how do you really (laughs) feel mike well i actually spent a lot of time behind the pace car today with 20 some cautions in the phoenix race but looking at the back of it the greenhouse is too small for the body um it just looks weird and from the from behind you know in the second or third row back but um I don't yeah. know if, if I like the idea of a, a non-manufactured, you know, fake kind of pace car. I, I, you know, it gets away from this whole everything
1: is real. You know, we're copying real life. It is. It does look almost more hatchback-ish if you, when you're looking at it from that back right corner.
4: It looks like it should be a hatchback, not a, a trunk. It looks uh, like the roof is yeah. split back
3: five feet and it more than it needs to be. It kind of... Yeah, it looks,
2: it it, looks like looks like you're following the car to the drop off the kids at the at the uh, playground or something <laughs> to,
4: to be honest i think this is kind of mo- more modeled off of like the kia stinger or the you know it's kind of got like an audi front end but it's got like the kia big body style for like their new stinger car uh, that they have but i don't know i think it just i think it's just a little bit different the mustangs suck too so I, I I didn't like the Mustang anymore either. It's been around for well, out of ten, ten plus. It's been around for ten plus years. Yeah, well, it was time to did, update th- it.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. It's time to update it. But wouldn't you think that would you take advantage of their um, popularity and stuff to have something on there that's uh, more recognizable and maybe give a car company a little extra um, exposure? Right. Maybe Why a, not go maybe.
0: to Chevrolet and say, you know what, we want to make a Corvette pace car. And we want you right, to sponsor exactly. it, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna prominently show your, your, uh, you know, car in every one of our events. <laughs> what if? What I mean, if well, these these cars are car. going to
2: be on on, on the pro invitational stuff and everything else, right? right? So why not why not make that a, get that extra exposure from a real life uh, manufacturer or a real life car? There's, maybe
1: a, there's a pretty they don't good chance. Oh, there's a pretty good chance nobody took them up on the offer as well
2: like there could have
4: been anybody uh you could have gotten any manufacturer here but maybe none of the manufacturers want to do it
1: yeah n- now that all the money is in in the sport in the online version of the sport it's uh it's getting more money related on some some of the decisions i mean look what has happened with lemon well yeah you, you, david brings up a good point there maybe they maybe these
4: uh like if actual manufacturer doesn't want to get split between a SIM right now, they want to be available in both sims. If they sign here, does that mean they can't
0: be used somewhere else with the way that things are going right now? Let's put the shoe on the other foot. I mean, you get these purists in the forums that are like, okay, we got a fake racetrack with a Coke speedway or the iRacing super speedway. We got a fake pace car. We got a fake Indy car, uh, open wheel championship car, that isn't even real uh, we got you know rally cra- rally cross tracks that you know are just dreamed up um how is this real you know how is this simulating real racing here's another way to look at it mike
4: what if you don't have it at all and there wasn't content to come out when those builds were done then what are you saying at least they gave us something good point so if you're a purist you hate it if you're not you don't content's content i i look at it as if you don't want it don't buy it that's the thing the one thing about it is it's all paid for content right so if you don't like it i mean the pace car is one thing it's going to be shoved down our throat anyways to be here um but if you don't like a track you don't like what they're doing you just don't have to support it and pay for it that'll that'll show iRacing that if they don't get the money back that they've put into it they're not going to keep doing it right like if nobody bought it they're not going to redo do it again either so obviously someone's buying it so it's forcing them to show that they can still do it.
3: So there's a new track in uh in Europe on iRacing. Actually, it's my 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 favorite road course is getting a rallycross configuration. Um Barcelona which uh's been on the sim for what? Half a year now, guys? fucking yeah. long, yeah. It's been about a year
4: now for Barcelona.
3: Yeah, they're at they're adding a European rallycross track to to um, Barcelona. Which, I, I wonder at one point if
4: we're going to get to the point where every track that's on here has a configuration at some point just for Rally, just because they can do it, right? Kind of just talking about it there, you know, that it's a make-believe track, right? Well, but what are you going to do? That, that that whole series, you can't... There's To keep people in it, you're going to need tracks, right? you got you got to get content somehow. Yeah. And also
1: uh i don't really know rallycross but do they always have the exact same dirt configuration or is it something that they can come back each year and set it up a little bit differently
4: that'd be an interesting thing to i didn't you know i didn't even ask bobby because when they do the some of the stuff at daytona with you know you know even motocross and stuff like that i don't know how all that stuff works with dirt do they change it up every year or not you're right david
0: uh, it's good. Uh, you know, it's a good thing. You have more rally crafts. Uh, you got more pro dirt truck uh, tracks as well in this build. You know, the more the merrier and, and that drives participation. And that's kind of the problem with these series, these dirt road series is participation And uh, and hopefully these new tracks will drive it.
2: Was, um, was this a free app if you already had Barcelona? I didn't see anything about I that. I think
0: so, because it's a configuration of an existing track, so it wouldn't yeah, cost I, you anything extra. It's free if you have it. Um,
4: I looked earlier because uh, I have Barcelona already. It was already included.
1: It's the same as the new configuration at Bristol. Next up,
0: a uh, tweet from Jimmy Van Veen, who's a iRacing staff member. He tweeted out, on his personal account, some pictures of the new iRacing UI for using the paint shop, and he's basically saying, "Hey, you guys who don't want to use Photoshop, you know, try this new tool." And so this new tool has a a, a place where you can paint the helmet and the suit as well, and and see it real easily. Uh, have you guys tried this? I have not.
1: I use Photoshop already so uh, you're
3: not going to help beat photoshop <laughs> well it's it, basically
4: what it's doing here is this is just doing the what you did on the on the website before but you're just being able to see it in a 3d car image right it's just it's a bigger image and you can the, the thing that they've really added is the helmet and the and the, the suit, right? right
0: so the last build they had the car viewer right and now we got the helmets and suit to go with it
4: So it lets you see when you paint your your helmet and your crew then as well now. Unless you you
1: also custom paint your crew.
4: Yeah, but you can use this for the same thing. You could. It's supposed to show up the same way as the car. From what I was reading, it's if you do the 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 file name right, it should show it up in that viewer.
1: Oh, okay. So you can you can use use the viewer in in coordination with Adobe, just like the car.
4: Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm. That's what I was getting from it. I could be wrong, but that's what I was getting from what I was reading on it. I haven't tried it yet because I gotta. I have to read. I keep racing a red race car and having a blue pit crew. It's like watching a bunch of Smurfs to fix
0: my car. <laughs> we need to update our team uh, paints for the suits. I'm running something really old, so yeah, that's a good idea. I'm
3: running some like um, navy, whatever they. Blue Angels fire suit I found.
1: I, think I need did on one. A little... I did one last year that's got the got the blacks with the flowy running up and down the leg. Oh yeah, that's the one I'm running. Yeah, it's that only, the... only a year old. Okay. Does it have, did it have snakes on it too? Uh, of course. <laughs> that's the I official have... mascot.
3: <laughs> I need to have Bobby make my actual suit I just bought for my go kart for me on the sim. Sure, he'll listen to this He's tomorrow. To I'm sure he'll. Uh, he'll he'll message you
4: on the passenger he'll listen to this tomorrow
1: Mm -hmm. so something that definitely got a new update is the uh 87 damage model they are now running the new damage model and uh it'll get fixed in the script notes we had an image uh we don't have it in there right now but it'll be in there by the time we get done with the show i know brian's gonna add it he probably already has i just haven't reloaded but uh yeah the legend cars have the new damage model it's quite
0: a photo. Somebody on Twitter, I think, put this up, and I found it, and it just shows the whole front end, like not just, just stripped almost. I mean, down where the wheel would be and the axle, it's just literally gone. There's no brakes or anything. The hood's gone. The, the whole quarter panel's gone. The front bumper cover's gone. The, the back part of the bumper is there. You, know, you can see the radiator, but... It's just interesting that you can kind of see underneath the the sheet metal, so to speak, after a huge wreck like that such a heavy and big
4: car to wreck too, so when those things wreck they like if i remember you know if you look at some of those old uh films and stuff when they were in wrecks, they would you know the body would twist like a boomerang or it would just kind of bend or and it's just they 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 wreck they come apart a lot more when in a wreck than a normal race car would.
0: Now, something I saw in the forums about this was some people were saying that the wheels come off too easily. Like, you, you barely touch anything, and you have three wheels instead of four. I think we just got a post in
4: one of our messengers from uh, Tyler about this, that someone's driving around on top of one of their tires.
2: Okay, so uh, there is a new addition to the AI section of iRacing, the GT3 cars. They are getting an AI update in this new build, and uh, I recently posted some videos of, of uh, a human driver racing against the AI field at Road Atlanta, and uh, look pretty competent. Um, I know AI can be a little wonky sometimes, and you get some 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 odd things going on here and there, but uh, so far it looks pretty decent. Because and to think you're you know you can you can do multi classes in these AI races is uh, pretty pretty cool and it might help you out, test out a little bit how you're uh, you know what kind of car you might use for different tracks and different events
4: well wow. and if you watch on the near the end of the video here it throws a block on the guy coming down the straightaway i don't know if that's built into it but he's definitely blocking uh the line to go into
0: uh the chicane I like that. I don't want predictability to where it looks like they're on rails, you know you you want it to where they make mistakes too you know
2: yeah, and I think it's a little, a little easier to program that maybe on a road course than it is on like uh oval cars that you've seen you know uh, the super speedways especially seem to seem to be very robotic uh, but uh this looked a little bit more realistic to me than than some of the oval AI i've I've raced against and seen videos of.
0: And boy, I mean, what a project I bet this was because it's seven cars. They had to get all of them going at once and then dozens of tracks that it's available on uh, just to get it all together. And uh, this is a, a big step in completing the AI project.
2: Yeah, so it's actually all seven uh, of the GT3 cars, right? You have the Audi, the BMW, Ferrari, Ford, Lamborghini, McLaren, and Mercedes are all added to this AI build.
4: It sounds like they were able to get a a bunch of tracks in it as well, just to make sure they had a good selection to practice with.
0: So that brings us to the regular release notes. Now, everything we've talked about are kind of like the highlights. So now we're going to kind of pull up the actual list and go through what's left. So let's kind of talk about that. Um, I'm going to first hit off on the highlights uh, that we didn't talk about. So Bristol dirt. Um, I got to run this the other day. Uh, Man, it's going to be fun in the cup car. Uh, I ran a couple races. Um, I, I was able to keep it off the wall. You do have to slow it down a little bit getting in and uh, but it's going to be fun. I, I can't wait for the NIS race. And Tyler uh, Hudson did confirm we're definitely doing dirt Bristol for NIS. Still nice. unknown. Still unknown how we're gonna,
4: how they're gonna, put the laps and stuff in for that and heats and things like that as well. I guess we'll probably hopefully have that in a couple of weeks here, to know the actual format.
1: Somebody did make an interesting point though for that that's going to be basically almost a wash week as far as NIS points because how many NIS members actually have any semblance of a road rating or I mean have a dirt oval rating. A dirt oval. Like do you,
4: do you do you have a dirt oval, David?
1: Uh no, I'm literally a rookie.
4: I think I'm still a rookie or I'm out of, I just got out of rookie, I can't remember.
3: I've got my B license.
1: I had to I've had to run it once for majors and that was in the 410.
3: Yeah, yeah I I'm I'm a rookie. A dirt.
0: Sorry, Brian. You're
3: muted, Brian. Yeah.
0: Okay, so there was uh, Bristol dirt. They added another configuration to Sonoma, the IndyCar version that they ran from 2012 to 2018.
4: Which isn't much different than I think the configuration they've done now, because I think the configuration they did now they just changed the where the uh, last chic- or the the paperclip ending the last corner. Uh, is. I think they tightened it up.
1: A couple of other things we picked up. We have all almost all the stock cars pretty much have dirt tires up as well. There's been some uh, smoke and dust lighting updates, uh, replay audio processing, including compression and distortion.
4: Going back to what you just said there, David, has anybody noticed any difference in the smoke?
0: Oh, yeah. Or, okay. I have. I was at uh, Phoenix today, and somebody spun out up in front of me, and uh, he, he stayed in the gas, so he would go down low and not come back up. And it was this huge wall of smoke, and I had this moment, that Tom Cruise moment when he, you can get through it, drive through it, you know? And it was one of those moments where you couldn't see squat. It was just a wall of smoke. And I was hoping it was the track was clear, and I drove through it, and sure enough, I made it. Did you drop a gear and get going? I client. was still rolling pretty good, so no, but I'm serious. The smoke is different. I mean, we've had smoke before, but I, I don't know exactly. We'll have to look at the details of what they changed, but it, it was significantly different. So it says the tire smoke and the dust
4: cloud effect have been subs- substantially upgraded. Smoke and dust now provide a greater sense of volume and density. So that's what you're yeah is. seeing. That's what I was saying. Like, a, you couldn't see nothing. It was like smoke screen. Now it also says lighting and shading of the smoke and the dust cloud has been improved, so that kind of changes it too. And I guess I wonder what that would be like with headlights or stuff hitting smoke too. It might really even more, even intensify it even more.
0: And then I saw a post about the dust um, as well, and there were people talking that it looked really cool. So I haven't seen that in person yet, but well, that's the one thing that they've been missing is they kind of need you know you,
4: the smoke's got to be there like even when you wreck at daytona or talladega there's a big cloud you're trying to drive through the smoke should be just as hard as the cars too right it's not you're not just driving through cars that are spinning out you got to have that cloud of smoke and things like that and even when you win a race you should be able to make a create create a big dust or smoke cloud
2: i wonder if they're uh adding that to the dirt section too because um you know, that's one of the things that's not very realistic in um, i racing dirt races. Is like uh, how much dust and stuff there is in the air when you're driving behind. You know, if you're not right at the front of the pack, you're and you're behind some other drivers. Man, the uh, the dust and stuff gets so bad sometimes. It's hard to see. You know, a couple cars in front of you.
0: Well, from what I saw in that post, they definitely have increased that dust. And I don't know if it's to that degree though.
4: The other thing it says here, just as a note at the bottom of that one for the visual effect for it, the particle system memory management has been optimized to improve uh, performance. So that would be obviously more memory of uh, tire marks and things
0: like that. And, and it would keep it longer, I guess. So the new damage model, we talked about the 87 car, but it's also street stock. <laughs> so demo derby time. Formula Renault 2.0 and the Dallara IR-01. And really nice to see it on the Dallara, you know, three months after they released the car. Um, we've talked about this before. Maybe they should have waited to release the car to go with the new damage model. I, I don't know what, you know, is there an advantage to, to releasing it without it and then doing it later? I don't know. I'm wondering if they just either just didn't have it
4: done or the fact that, Maybe they wanted to just get that car out and see how it performed before
0: they added it to it. Well, I was telling somebody on the team, I'm very seriously thinking about buying this car and starting to run in season two. Um, why not? You know, I'm just going to do it. I don't give. I don't have much of a road rating to lose, so uh, I'm going to go for it.
1: We have another highlight. The new tires have been added to just about every sports car le- that's left.
0: And it's not like version 8 or version 7 or version 9. It just says new tire. Which is consistent with what they said they were going to do, right? Yeah. I still want one of those, you know, essays from David Kramer, though. Kramer. Uh, AI racing content. So they did. uh, We talked about the uh, GT3s, uh, but they also did tracks. uh, Auto Club, um, Oval, Hockenheim Ring. Uh, Vegas, uh, New Hampshire, uh, Oval and Road Course.
1: And I don't know if this is later in the patch notes, but Adam noticed that there's a couple of new road course layouts at New Hampshire as well. Yeah,
3: so there's the main road course, and through the corners, there's like, in in turns one and two and three and four, there's like a little swoop that goes through the corner and they made a, a north road course and a south road course, so both ends have the swoop in it. Depends they, which one you pick.
4: When you looked at it there, Adam, did it say South Oval or South Road Course?
3: It said it's the road course with North North Oval and Road Course with South Oval.
4: Okay, so they do show it here as the AI is just having the South Oval Road huh. Course with the AI, but I don't know.
3: surprised as as they haven't added the Legends track. Oh, they do have the Legends track for that. Never mind. That must be new. I've never seen that on here.
1: There's quite a few uh, changes with the iRacing UI, but we actually covered most of those uh, earlier, in some of the highlights. Some changes on the driver side as well, on the member side as well. We have a uh, they've made some some kind of change to make the iRacers online account more accurate. I guess that has to do with people calculating ver- member site versus the UI. Dynamic
0: track uh, track service dynamics have been updated to react more realistic with tires of different compounds, such that softer tires will tend to produce a thicker layer of rubber than harder tires. They added the ability for the server to begin transmitting dynamic track data for the next session to clients, which is designed to make the session transitions more accurate. A lot of people describe this change as them putting down PJ1 like NASCAR does at Phoenix a uh, grip strip Is so that their temporary thing to try and get some different grooves to try to get dynamic more gro- multi-groove racing so that's been something we've been talking about a lot uh, how do we get that back and and uh people in the forums and what i've been reading are saying hey you know it, they added these grip strips and and, I, you know, from what I read, I'm just going to paraphrase. Some of the staff members are saying, no, it's not grip strips. We did this, this, and that. But it's got the effect of it um, where uh, at certain tracks you're going to run, the, like at Richmond, I, I think they were saying, you can run the high line more than, better than the low line. Or at, at other tracks uh, where traditionally a, a particular line is dominant, it's like switch now. So more to come on that, for sure, because I don't know. I haven't really experienced it yet.
3: Yeah, We'll, we'll figure out what that's that's about when we get away from um, Phoenix and actually Atlanta, go to Atlanta next week. Atlanta, we
4: Atlanta would be, be the one that would have a lot of different grooves, right?
3: You're going to be right on the fence there.
4: Um, David, I don't know if you've seen this part about the hybrid de- uh, deployment system. I don't know if it means anything to you, but the automatic hybrid deployment system has been rewritten with some slight improvements on de- uh, de- deployment strategy for the
1: th- I'll, I'll, I'll tell you next week. I did read over that when I was reading through the pace notes and uh, basically the way it is right now, the only way you can be effective is to totally manually boost. Uh, so everybody just cranks the the deployed trim all the way down to negative to 50 and essentially just chooses where they're going to run run their boosts. Uh, and there are some people who really, really prefer to have it set up on an automatic mode. If you have it set up in a more automatic mode, there there's a whole lot of basically AI involved in deciding where to boost and where not to boost on the track. Um, and that's most of what that has to do with. So I don't know if it affects me or not, considering that I specifically... Decide where I'm going to boost and where not, uh, but it's definitely going to change things.
0: Uh, virtual mirror. Um, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. There's a setting in the app I and I where you can change the size of it now by changing it from zero to one to two to three, uh, with three being the smallest.
1: And we had mentioned that this was was going to be coming. I think a couple of patches ago or a couple of episodes ago.
0: Um, yeah, I was also going to say there's a uh, support added for a second throttle and brake input to match the second clutch input.
1: That'll definitely be handy for, for anybody with challenges, physical challenges.
0: Well, remember, it was uh, that IndyCar driver who is paralyzed. He wanted Wickens. A, Wickens, right. He wanted the dual throttle so he could uh, turn the wheel and use this hand or turn the wheel that way and use the other hand. Um, this is probably for him.
1: They did fix a thing with with a race control where uh, cars that were in, say, the third class in a multi-class race were getting a very uh, short wait time if they started in the pits and were actually able to come out in, in front of their entire class. And they've addressed that in this patch as well.
0: Uh, force feedback. There's a new force limiter that has been implemented that reduces force feedback generated when a strong vehicle crash or other extreme force event occurs. This system is designed to protect you from your wheel when it generates high, dangerous levels of force.
4: It's just like uh, when Jimmy Broadbent had posted on his uh, uh, YouTube the other day where he bent over, and the w- or he was not paying attention, and he hit the wall and his wheel smacked them. His direct drive smacked them.
0: Or Brian, uh, after the race is over, just sitting idle, in his car and somebody coming along at 200 and hitting him on the side of the car, that really gave you a jolt, didn't it?
2: Yes, it did. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, that, that can be pretty dangerous if you're not weak. Re- and those butterfly uh, formula uh, rims are way worse because they can really whack you good.
1: Well, and if you have the force turned up as felt as well for like indie cars, now, I, don't, I don't do that just for realism. It actually helps me keep from oversteering and, and getting the car loose. So I have it cranked up really high. And if, if, if my, any of my open wheel cars or even the sports cars are completely out of control, I've actually gotten in the habit of completely raising my hands up and letting go just because it's going gonna, it's gonna to yank the shit out of your arm.
0: Now this is going to be on by default, but you can go in the app and I app I and I and turn it off if you want.
1: Let's say you join and uh you don't actually get to join under a guy's uh uh account like with this password where you can actually get in and directly spot him, but you're just going to be using TeamSpeak or discord to 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 spot for them you can now join just as a spectator but get the the more immediate direct telemetry to to spot with them so you're getting you're getting the most immediate graphic data instead of what's sent out to just average to regular spectators
0: that's nice because that happens a lot we'll just get into watch a race and the next thing you know we're spotting so and then boy the changes to the cars you know we talked about new damage model for some but new tires on a tons of cars. Uh, what else do you guys see? The drafting parameters for the cup cars. We haven't really touched on that at all in this.
4: Uh, that was a big update to the oval cars.
3: Is that just on the cup car
0: or all of them? I think it's all of them, actually.
1: I haven't tested it and don't plan to until we have to go there. Uh, I don't really notice. I didn't notice anything at Phoenix. Phoenix felt like Phoenix last night. So I don't know if, how it's affecting the, the smaller tracks anyway. You know, Phoenix drives more like a short track anyway. So Let's, we have a
0: separate story on this, but I'm going to bring it up now since we're talking about it. But with this aero stuff on, these, on the NASCAR, um, iRacing, I Eric Hudak responded that Paul was correct. And we spent a lot of time making sure what happens in the sim is what's happening on real cars. Cars up in the front should be roughly stalled behind another car and stuck against a bubble. Cars in the back or locked onto another car should be having to lift off the throttle to keep from driving through cars in front. And I ran a couple of Talladega races uh, since the build. And this is, you can't believe how much has changed. Like normally you would just drive up behind the car and you would push it, right? Well, guess what? When you drive up behind it, you can't get to the bumper anymore. There's this bubble, and you can't break through the bubble unless you have a run. And so, like, if you back off and get somebody to push you a little bit and then get a run, you can break the bubble and get to the guy's bumper. But if you do, he gets super, super, super loose. It's like there's no downforce on the back of the car when somebody's up against you. And so uh, there's a lot of things they change that... We haven't ever had in restrictor plate racing. It's pretty pretty much like they're having. They're designing an air
4: mo- uh, model. Oh, model. Now. So.
1: And if you watch some of the, some of the plate races, end up actually being where that the lead pack or the lead car can actually kind of control both lanes by moving over and putting his bubble in front of both lanes. I mean, I remember watching Brad Keselowski be the master of that and just staying in front of of both the inside and outside lane and neither one of them be able to get enough of a run because whichever one was getting the run, he'd just pull over in front of them and boom, they'd stop.
3: We haven't been able to do that on the sim because there hasn't been that bubble. So if you come off turn two on the bottom and try to block the outside line, you just get run into and it doesn't stall out the lane or do what it's supposed to.
0: So that's what happens front to, you know, front to rear, nose to tail. But side drafting is huge now. I um, I mean, and what I noticed with side drafting is whoever initiates the side draft is the one that benefits from it. If you're just riding along and the guy next to you is side dra- tries to side draft you, you lose out. You go backwards. But if you're the one that's leaning on him, then you're the one who goes forward. That's kind of the way I noticed it. It felt like it was, it should have been equal for both cars, like both cars should benefit somehow. But maybe I don't understand how it works. Well, at some point, maybe it's just something that they haven't
4: totally addressed yet. Because you should be able to, if he drags you back, you should be able to try and get back on, because you basically want to drag them back and then get off their, uh, the way it works is to get off their side and, and, and get away from them so that they can't drag you back, right? So maybe they just don't have the ability to, to, to know both of them to, to drag each other back. Maybe it's just something they got to work on.
0: Could be. So... Tyler Hudson said here um, what his thoughts about it were. He said, completely new aero and draft model for the super speedways likely trickles over to the speedways quickly. It takes some getting used to different than what you're used to. It's air bubbles, side drafting, stalling out cars by getting on their quarter panel and needing help to get huge runs is a real thing. Uh, Buffering of the cars in traffic. I wonder if that'll be a big thing like you're saying where you can
4: control the front where you can move back and forth between two lanes and you know maybe the cars will be more unstable down the straightaways we're gonna see guys that you know we always get the people that are back and forth with their wheels not being able to keep it straight now with it buffering is that going to make even harder to, to uh to control the cars on the straightaway
3: well it might be easier because you won't be locked on the car behind you won't be locked on your bumper driving you in the direction that
0: that's true they're pushing you there's been mixed reaction on this too um I've seen people that r- do regularly hosted you know tally whackers that run tally Dega all the time hate it hate it hate it hate it um they think the racing has been destroyed but then you get people like Chris Overland who a former coke driver uh praising it on Twitter. I mean, he, he was like, man, this is,
1: this is heaven. Well, what's been destroyed is the way they're used to racing, especially if that's all they do.
0: I was concerned to tell you the truth when I heard all this talk, you know, cause I'm really good at restrictor plates and I'm like, Oh crap. Did I just lose my advantage? And that was one reason I ran those two races at Tally to find out. And uh, yeah, I was able to get to the front still so uh, i wasn't too worried about that but it's different i'm telling you guys it is different 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 it it's a whole new ball game with restrictor plates
3: do you think it'll cause some calmer racing or no you just the side
0: drafting is crazy out of control so i imagine that's going to cause more wrecks and that kind of thing well didn't, didn't i make the comment about net code will probably be more common now yep well the whole thing you you can stall the guy out on the right rear if you put your nose on his right rear he he just falls like a rock it's crazy which puts him vulnerable for a car that's got a momentum behind and guys
4: don't check up right so you're you know you it's you're asking for a little bit uh you're asking for guys to change their driving styles when they haven't done it in the past at all with you know giving some space
2: uh, speaking of changing driving styles, I remember a while a few weeks ago we had somebody ask about uh, the restrictor plate races, whether you get behind the car, if you should lift the throttle or, um, or touch the brakes you know to uh, keep from running them over. I, I heard in this new build, if you lift the throttle, you completely lose your momentum and, and you have to drag your brakes now.
0: Well, if you're wanting a draft and you're the car in front, you definitely have to drag brakes to get the guy to connect to your bumper because he can't do it by himself unless he gets a run. Back to the notes. Uh, the next car I want to mention, the Porsche 718 Cayman GT4. A bunch of changes have happened to this car, um, according to the notes here. I'm not going to read them, but I did some read some very positive feedback in the forums about the changes to this car. They said it's night and day different. The, uh, it's just much better, apparently.
1: I glanced through most of the tra- track changes, and it's just a lot of tweaks. Though one that did grab my attention was that um, they've moved the blue line at Daytona Road. It's, it's now going to be more like IMSA, so it's going to be further out past uh, Turn 1. Instead of back at the end of pit road,
0: so you can't blend to the right, you know, before turn oh. two.
1: Actually, I'm sorry, not the blue line, the ac- the speed, the speed limit. Line, oh, the actually. speed limit. So and they put it. I said that back they put it around the corner, David. Yeah, the, you have to stay under the speed. You have to stay at the speed limit now when you when you make the left turn. Yes, until until you get to the end of the wall. Yeah. So
4: that was from this year's. Uh, you know, we all, we all noticed that in this year's 24 hours of Daytona uh, on the broadcasts po- point of it. That's what they were doing. They, they weren't allowed to accelerate until the mid S
1: that's a year or two old. It was that way last year too. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's get into the aftermath. What happened after the build Greg? So shortly after
4: the build, I guess I came across uh, some people I racing put up on their, I racing support Twitter page uh, that they're aware of an issue that the practice sessions uh, Uh, that they were investigating. So if you registered for a race early, you were not being put into the the practice sessions that um, that you're supposed to be. Uh, If you were, if you just waited until the race started, you're able to join, but the practices weren't initiating. So um, they obviously had to fix that uh, after the build
0: here. Yeah. I think I noticed this uh, Wednesday before NIS, I was, I was 20 minutes early. I was gonna you know put load the set and that kind of thing and there was like no practice to get into so yeah apparently they got it fixed though
3: um the ump modified which is a dirt modified open wheeled car apparently the update gave it some issues where it had no rake or hike when it went in the corner and it was nothing like what a real modified drives like so tyler hudson replied that they're looking to patch the car soon and have improvements on it a uh and it was pulled from week 13 because of the issue.
0: It's a good, and he goodness, said that move on them, though. Well, he said it missed this hot patch that came out today, but it'll be in next week's.
3: I've wanted to drive that car for a while. i gotta, I got to try it.
1: Another uh, small little item that they found, Nick Nabin pointed this one out. There's a bump that's graphically modeled at Bark River, but that bump doesn't have any bite.
0: You drive through the bump.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. so that's basically what's happening the cars are not reacting to it as if it's there and are just literally driving through it and not bouncing it's got no modeling
2: yeah so uh, either the bump doesn't exist on the track and they modeled it wrong or the bump does exist and they didn't get the uh, the um, physics correct on it or whatever
1: and I noticed when I got home today I had to install a patch Brian right
2: yeah, so uh, they're quick on the patches already. Um, so uh, they fixed one of the odd things about this patch is actually the patch had a new car in it, which is a uh, never seen that happen before. They never announced the um, car. The McLaren 570. Yeah, that was a total, total blindside. I didn't hear anything about it before. So uh, the McLaren 570S GT4 has been added into this uh, hotfix hot patch. But uh, some of the other things is uh, the the update to the logos on the pace car, uh, fix some potential instabilities with the hyper extension springs and the new damage model. So a couple tweaks in the damage model.
0: Yeah, a couple adjustments to the cars. Uh, right, little things.
2: And there was a, apparently it was an error that would come up at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So you know they want to get that fixed with uh, the everybody coming to that pretty soon. Um, so yeah, some uh some uh different stuff with the new Hockenheim ring. They've uh they have had to make a couple of tweaks on that thing. Doesn't look like anything super major, but you know, just getting everything dialed in after after the first couple of days of everybody trying this out for the first time.
1: I love the final note on the Hockenheim uh patches. A hole in the fabric of the universe has been patched, preventing drivers from leaving this plane of existence. <laughs> That sounds like something you would read it read in a SpaceX uh, patch or tweet or something.
0: They've already found the launchers and have launched. How about that car, though, Greg? Um, what would you think of the the look of the new McLaren? I kind of uh, it's kind of nice that they out of nowhere they've added
4: this uh, as a surprise. They obviously got. Uh, some licensing maybe came in late or something for it, but it's such a nice, it'd be a nice addition to the GT four class. Um, I don't know how this is going to work when they do, do they have the GT fours in any of the multi-class David, or are they, they're separate now, aren't they?
1: GT four runs with uh, the, TCRs actually. Okay. So, and there's, and there's a lot of leagues that like to run a combination of like GT three, GT four and TCR.
4: Well, it's, I think it's, as long as I got enough room for all these cars to be added in, it, it should be okay for those classes, but they keep adding this whole GT, these keep adding these GT4s, they can only have seven cars in a, in a in a race, or different types of cars in a race, so it'll be interesting to see, but I really like this car, I think it might be something, maybe one of the GT4s, if I'm going to run a gt 4 this might be the car I might have.
1: With IMSA being Class B now, the, the Mission Pilot Series, I think, is GT4 and NTCR. And um, that's basically the C-Class style multi-car racing now, or multi-class racing. So why now, Adam? Why did we get the car now?
3: Well, Sean Ash at iRacing said it had something to do with a last-minute like licensing approval. So it wasn't quite ready to go and approved by McLaren. But it surprised the staff just as well as did everybody else. I'm not used to them releasing cards without saying anything.
0: I know. A, we never even heard that this was scanned that I know of.
2: It doesn't it seem kind of odd that they would not have the licensing all lined up before they even scan it, let alone start building it? You know, it seems like something that could fall through and they waste a lot of time modeling modeling these vehicles it
0: could and be a final somehow approval
4: have an issue it might thing. be a release time right it might be a release or a final um okay of what it looks like because maybe they got a sign off saying this is exactly what we want no i want you to change something like this on it or bring this these liveries are the only ones you're allowed to take it put out with it type thing
1: Remember, they had to end up waiting on iRacing Super Speedway because of some approval issues with Coke and ended up not even putting their name on that track. So That's true. They did all that work without that being
2: done. Yeah, but they could still release that without having that sponsorship. If they didn't get a license approval from McLaren, you know, right. they're not going to release it with a different name or anything.
0: Yeah, good point. Let's talk uh, Road to Pro, Brian. What happened?
2: Oh, well, uh, the road to pro, uh, debuted this past week and, um, they had a great finish in split number two. It was, uh, Santiago Tiras. He barely held off his own teammate, Nick Sheldon. Um, so, uh, Jacob hits, he tweeted the video of that finish. So, uh, check that out. Jacob hits HITZ. And, um, he gave a shout out shout out to SCN racing for running the show. Uh, and I did watch the end of that race. It was a fantastic finish. Um, so yeah, so road pro is underway. Um, so guys are getting ready to try to make the next uh, next level of uh, the Coke Series. So uh, so uh, Santiago Torres after he won the race, he he uh, he's a part of North Norse Force Racing. Uh, they do the setups to help him out with uh, at, at his races. He uh, he she shouted out to everybody after that victory.
0: Yep, nice win for him. A good way to start off the season. I actually didn't watch that race. I watched the top split. Uh, Greg, what happened there? Um, it looks like,
4: and I haven't, uh, I haven't paid attention to this one here. But the Rhodes Pro top split. Um, bring it up here. Sorry. Um, I guess uh, Parker. Who's who's the one leading here? Sorry, I just have the
3: Redslav. Parker
4: Retzlav um, won it, was holding uh, our passes. Sorry. Um, Derek, is it Dirk, Derek, Derek, Boul- Uh Derek Bordeaux in the in, in the, la- in the closing laps, Bordeaux in the closing laps. Sorry about the names, uh, in the closing laps to, uh, to win the race there at Vegas. So, uh, I never saw this, uh, uh, broadcast of it, but it looks like uh, It was a close finish in the top split
0: Yeah, I watched this, it was Evan And uh, Evan Pasoko Doing the call, along with uh, Pike, James Pike, kind of interesting To have two play-by-plays In the same booth But it worked, and uh, they had a good Broadcast uh, It was fun to watch This guy, Parker, who won it, I think he's One of the highest I-ratings on
1: the service Too
3: He's also an Arca driver
1: Is he? Mhm. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. That the top split strength of field was up in the seven thousands. Yeah, it was above just I like so seventy three hundred. You know. okay. I think
3: that's ridiculous.
0: Isn't that crazy?
2: So these guys in top split, did they get more points than the seconds so far towards um, towards the next round of the Road Pro Pro?
1: There's some overlap, but um, generally top split about the top probably seven positions are, are gonna beat first place and second split. If I'm, okay. I'm roughly guessing, if if I remember correctly, but I, but I've, I have finished like seventh or eighth in, in a split and then had the person who wins a split right below me, get the same amount of points who finished, who won it. So it it works out that way. Gotcha.
2: And I thought they were doing snake splits too. Wasn't, wasn't that for this series?
1: No, that's, that's later. That's the
2: second after half. After the next cut round i got you okay then cool. there'll
0: be only 70 and then they'll only have two splits so that's when they do snake split
2: and that makes more sense because there's a lot fewer drivers in that series right right so there's, are the 70 that qualify
3: are they going to be the only ones that are allowed to sign up so there'll only be a couple splits or can
0: no that's that, it yes so you, you, this that's first it. section is the narrow it to 70 and then after that it's just the 70 so like 235 split races yep
1: Gotcha. It's well, when, essentially, it's almost a type of playoff, in a way.
2: Wouldn't yeah. they be mixed in with the people who make the top 20 of the Coke, right?
1: Nope. The top 20 from the two 35 splits, then go face with the other top 20. Yeah. In in the, uh, what, what you said. Yeah, remember Road series. to Pro
0: is two sections. You got the first half with everybody, and then the second half is just with the 70. And then the Pro Series, which they renamed to something else, Contender, now contender series that's going to where you have the bottom 20 from coke and the top 20 from the 70 next up season 2 schedule is announced i kind of looked through it i you know these are hard to read they're big pdfs but uh what do you guys think about season 2 schedule what are you going to run i like i said i'm going to get the delara car and i'm going to run that i think um the delara ir01 um yeah does so that I mean you got to get more road courses then, Mike? Yeah, I'll probably have to buy some tracks, or I'll just skip the ones that I don't have, skip those weeks.
1: Yeah, because then you might have to practice.
0: Yeah, Just going to show up and run the car.
3: I'm just focused on B and C open and NIS. So that's about the only thing I'm running. Maybe I'll run like a modified race here or there.
1: Yeah, I'd just stick to uh, either IMSA or Euro Series and then NIS with A open to get ready for that. I do want to dabble in the
0: GT3 Fixed, uh, new Fixed series they uh, put out. Um, that's opposite the Ferrari GT3 Fixed. And I uh, might dabble in that a bit too. Well,
2: this last. Uh, how many of you? Sorry, David. I was just going to say this I last was series. Doing transitions. I All right, uh, before you transition, I'll just throw in my two cents. This last season, uh, season one, I did all of the. Uh, skip Barber series and that was kind of fun but i think i'm going to switch to something else this season yeah i like to do my stock car races and then um add something else uh separately and i think i might do some more dirt this season coming up
1: you might also check out that the imsa pro uh michelin pilot challenge it's those the smaller class cars sports cars with some multi-class racing if you want to start playing playing around more with, with the endurance events, that's a good place to pick up that experience. So how many of you are going to spend a lot of time working on Nordiskliff or, or already have? I don't have it. The $14 track?
2: I have it, but I've only done it with the, uh, with the uh, driving line turned on because it's just ridiculous.
4: Didn't you try getting used to it, David?
1: I have tried getting used to it because I was... Uh, there was a chance the Elite West guys are going to need me to run it at the end of last season, and when they said they didn't need me to, I threw a party, because <laughs> I, I hated it. So what's the deal? It's just so long, it's hard to memorize? Yeah, like it's like hard to memorize. Um, it's just, that's it. It's just, there's so many corners. It's, what, a seven-mile track? Yeah, you're, just, you're just, just
3: hanging on for half a lap.
1: And if you forget where you are, you're in the wall. And it's another one of those that's up in the mountains, and you, you don't get to go off track and just kind of come back on. your car's done. When, it's so big when you reset the car in practice, it doesn't take you back to the finish line. There's like seven different checkpoints that it takes you back to you go off the
3: track there, you're in the you're in the armco within like three feet of the edge of the track. It's like Bathurst, but the whole track that's so the, like the top of the hill.
0: the poll on the forums was, do you know the track by heart? And 44% said yes Out of almost a thousand who voted I don't believe it
2: I don't believe that at all I don't know, maybe there are some hardcore I know there are some really hardcore guys Who just love that track and really study Every, every corner, every inch of it But I don't know if it's 44% Of all the people who responded um, Last time I checked, it was like almost a thousand people So you're talking 400 some people yeah. I don't know David, you were off on the
4: yeah. reasonable. David, you were off in the mileage wise. Yeah, I was just guessing. What? How much is it? Fourteen point one miles. Twenty-two
0: point eight kilometers. What's the lap time there?
3: Like eight minutes or
0: something crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm two minutes off the leader. Uh, yeah. Hey, two hey, minutes hey, off wow. the pace. And
4: they used to do the F1 car here, didn't they? That was the raced like the the really bad one wasn't it this was the track that N- nikki Lauda and uh um oh, i can't think of his name the movie was based off of they had the bad race isn't it yeah with all the fire yeah i think that's right i think it's the track that nikki didn't no nikki didn't want to race at japan or something in the rain i can't remember anyways we're gonna get a whole bunch of hate mail for that
2: all right guys something you won't get some hate mail about is uh very Uh so plan b sales uh you can go to plan b sales and you can pre-order your own autographed or or you get it unautographed uh diecast model to 124th uh, iRacing racing diecast model car uh, you can have signed by josh Berry himself it's pretty cool it's a good looking car the iracing paint scheme is awesome and uh so uh it's it's uh i checked the price on it again but I thought it was pr- pretty expensive.
0: $53. Do they, uh,
4: I wonder how many hits they get on un- unprotected uh, unprovoked hits uh, for this uh, website's name. Cause that uh, plan B is uh, another product. <laughs>
3: yep. <laughs> yeah,
2: It's not a racing product.
0: So for $10 more, you can get the autograph version at $63. It's a pretty sick car. I mean, that's,
4: so
1: it's a pretty sick So you're saying one of their die casts might be a, a, a van with shag carpet.
0: So they have the 124 and a 164 version. The small car is only nine dollars.
2: Yeah, that's like matchbox size car, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's the Hot Wheels.
4: It's the it's the smallest yeah, die Well one of the smallest die casts you can buy of of them. They used to have really small ones back in the day
1: we're going to talk some season 1 stats and we could dive deep into it but we got still got some so much to hit i'm just going to really focus on the overall numbers and in the 2021 season ro- 1 road stats we saw a bump back up in the participation from from the 2020 season 3 i don't know why season 4 is not on here that's kind of weird but it was it, season 1 was higher than season 3 uh, and you look at your, you, you see your normal bell curve on your I rating participation and such. Um, same with the licenses. And just and then you can, if you want to look at our link, you can dive into all the, uh, all the deep dive. But it just shows that the participation has come up a little. And then we, if we look at uh, 21, 2021 season one, oh, that number is down. But again. He doesn't have season three or season four. Yeah, I noticed that. So, uh, I, I don't know what's going on there.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. What I focused in on was the NIS uh, numbers. Uh, NIS open three thousand eight hundred drivers total, but full seasoners, which means they're running every event every week, seven hundred and one. But on the fixed side, it's almost double that. Uh, we have 6,500 drivers and 1,247 full seasoners.
1: Now how do you have full seasoners on that? Because there are four races in. Well, they've All run right. four
0: weeks. Okay.
1: So, we're already down to to uh, only 20% of the people who ran, what, the Daytona? That's, had used, run that's normal, though. I guess especially with the second race being being uh, the road course that one really
4: yeah threw a bunch of cold water on me anyway i mean if you look at it that was definitely a deterrent like i'm sure i'm sure you probably get a bigger percentage there if they, they actually go to california instead of the road course
2: and that and that percentage could probably go up at the end of the year if if Daytona uh, Road, for example, turns into a drop week, and then people actually would be added back onto that uh, percentage, wouldn't they?
0: Yeah, maybe if they just skip that week only.
2: Right, right. And once those drop weeks are counted, they would actually be considered running a full season, right? Because I don't think that full season includes
1: doesn't uh, includes drop weeks or not. Well, there's six road courses, so they're going to have to run at least one.
2: <laughs> you're right, and one dirt,
1: yeah, I was gonna say six road and a dirt
4: you're you're looking at you, you gotta finish you gotta take at least one or two finishes from that to account for your thirty six weeks or thirty weeks,
1: yeah, and if you take a look at the uh the dirt stats as well, it's the same thing there's they're missing a couple of seasons in the overall participation uh it does look like the most popular series running in dirt right now is the three fifty eight modifieds. That's the smaller one, right? Yeah.
3: That's yeah, the compact mod. Yeah. I just probably offended somebody saying that. Nah, let him be offended.
2: Yeah. So these were all done by Rob Crouch again. He, he's awesome at doing these um, breakdowns of the stats. And uh, I guess if you go into the forums and look up Rob Crouch, you can find all this stuff in the forums.
4: Mike, we need to maybe try and get him on the show sometime and ask him how he finds gets all this data compiled.
0: Good idea. He's from Australia. Yeah,
2: so he would be, what, middle of the the morning? It would be a morning for him. (laughs) Early morning. Uh, No. Well, they're, what,
4: 12, 14 hours ahead? I can't remember. Brian, you got any ideas? All
2: right, guys. Yeah, I got an idea. Um, I like this guy's. Idea. That's my idea. Um, Andrew Barry. He posted the forums. This interesting idea that he came up with. So he he's suggesting, and he actually wrote a twelve week schedule. That he's suggesting that they make an iRacing Super Speedway uh, season. So um, so the week one through twelve will all be at iRacing Super Speedway so the track does not change throughout the entire course of the season but the cars change every week like week one he says the next cup cars week two the bush series cars Man, he's using some old terms. Uh, then the cra- the truck series, then the '87. So week four would be '87. Week five, he suggested the Lotus '49. How cool would that be on the on that uh, IRacing Super Speedway? So it has IR01 or or sorry, the IR18. It's IndyCar uh, Pro Trucks on the uh, IRacing Super Speedway one week. Uh, the LMP1 car, Skip Barber's. David so, runs week week eleven? Yeah, so I don't know. I I think this is a pretty cool idea. And another thing is, if if uh, if you really love this track and they do something like this, you're going to buy new content to to run this season. You know, if you don't have a a Lotus Forty Nine car, maybe you will buy it to run this season. Who knows? Um, It's got some opportunities.
1: And if they don't set it up as an official series, which it might be a little bit hard as far as the the way their software is set up changing the car every week because there's there are some i rating issues and say uh, you know which which car qualifies you for the series um if they can do it cool if not this is a really good idea for a, a league could you imagine going from yeah. one
4: week going from the pro four truck around that track to the ir one <laughs> or yes how would the, you could only run the Porsche in the lmp1 david because there's no braking, so you wouldn't re- the 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 Audi doesn't regenerate on the straight. It's only the Porsche does, right?
1: Yeah, so it would be pretty foolish to grab the Audi, um, but and the Porsche would boost. You know, it would be, it would regen as you're running full speed. But that would that would be an interesting strategy because it's kind of like an Indy car where you have the push to pass. Which they don't use at ovals; they only use them at road. Um, but it's basically you can choose when to run the boost, and that can, that would become actually really strategic because you only get so much battery, right? Uh, when do you use it? That would just that would be a whole new monster on when to use use the hybrid system. Brings new
4: meaning to slingshot engaged.
1: Well, it, she, on that track, made. you can run you can run anywhere, so you did not necessarily have to, to. If you're boosting, you don't have to slingshot; you can just go right around on the outside.
0: With those it high down force cars, though, you act on that track, you actually run the apron. Um, it's faster on the apron than up on the banking. Shortest distance, yeah. 2.5 miles and throw a set of three. A league race
1: might actually disallow that, though.
0: Yeah, I've done radicals there before, and that's how it was. It was way faster on the apron.
4: Anyways, that's a very ingenious idea to, to do. Like, that would be an interesting because that track is kind of like a. I don't know. That's, it's kind of a staple for iRacing, right? Now?
2: Yeah, I would think so. And, um, you know, I, was, I think Dave's right. I don't think you can make this an official series, but it could be look like a carb, cut, carb cup type of series.
0: I like it. Good idea. So,
4: Greg West, great name again, uh, posted in the forums details on the Nür- uh, Nürburgring endurance series which is going to feature nine endurance races each four to six hours long um and it looks like so the classes they're going to have is um they're going to do different classes obviously per per each event as it looks like yeah um so they got the gt3 class gt4 class a cup class a tcr class and an mx5 um okay so they're all running together at the same time for these but so they got different uh, dates here for april 18th they're gonna have four the four hour event uh may 2nd another four may 30th four july 4th four july 18th four looks like a lot of the four hour events for
1: yeah. it it'll be great for those 400 people who uh, know the track
4: <laughs> there you go Well, if you want to learn to get used to it, I guess this is how you're gonna get uh, as many laps as you possibly can on here. So they're gonna consist of a 10-minute practice, a 30-minute qualifying. Um, So, so the penalties—it's 50 uh, incidents—is a stop and go, and then after every 20, after uh, sorry, for every 20, uh, you get after that is another stop and go. Interesting, a concept, but this is—I think—is this is the first time that they've done this whole thing here, where they've done a single track. And it's a team event, but you can do it solo as well. Is that the first race that they've done four hours long that they've allowed someone to do single? It says a na- team racing is enabled but not required. So that's got to be one of the first times, because usually anything over four hours is they—they they make it required to have a team, like to be a team.
0: It's probably the max. Yeah. Okay. Next up is a announcement. This came out of the blue for me. The iRacing NTT IndyCar series will be making its return on March 18th at Montreal and March 25th at Homestead. You can watch these events live on IndyCar.com. So the IndyCar iRacing challenge uh, is back. So we're going to have the real IndyCar drivers run in iRacing and, uh, It'll be streamed at IndyCar.com. I wonder what the fan vote's going to vote for. So three races. uh going to be Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. So during the podcast time. Yep. I'll have to check a replay, but that's going to be something to watch. I enjoyed watching the IndyCar guys last year, uh, especially in the Indy 500 race, uh, you know, with all the drama, with, uh, you know, what's his name, the F1 driver uh you're talking about landon or lando lando right lando and uh the french guy who tried to wreck him and all that stuff Mm -hmm. lando norris um the other thing i've been looking for
4: i i don't know if you guys have the answer to this but i've been looking to try and find have they are they doing the indycar nis like like the nis again this year have you guys seen anything I, i haven't there's nothing posted about them running it again this year where they run the full schedule um, if anybody's listening to the podcast here, um, has any information, I let me let one of us know because um, I'm interested in running it this year, but I can't find any information on it. If you haven't heard?
3: I assume they're going to have it. It's just it's kind of quiet. Last year it was kind of quiet too. Didn't hear much about it.
4: Well, and now they got one extra race that they actually race at with Long Beach now too, right?
3: Yeah, we need we we we, we need to find setups too for that.
2: This kind of makes me miss and. IRL um, season in iRacing, you know, where they actually follow the schedule, like
1: NIS. Well, They had something sort of like it last year.
4: Yeah, they had it last year. They just didn't, any of the tracks that they didn't go to, because I, I think St. Petersburg, they don't have, we don't have on here, and there's a couple other tracks that they didn't have. They just, either they skipped it or they filled it in with something else um, last year when they did it. I I did the first couple races, and then I kind of fell off
1: I do remember us talking about something along these lines a couple of episodes ago. Um, But there's a post, a reply from Greg about the 3D modeling at Hockenheim with uh, the the, um, curves being flat versus 3D. As I read it and also tried to listen to you guys talking, my head started to explode it gets very technically jargony but it basically says they're working on it but they don't want to do something that's uh too short-sighted they want to make sure that it's reusable and scalable throughout the entire service right they're building a a curb model so to speak is the way i read
0: it it's a you know independent you know model for curbing that can be reused from track to track to track um and so it is a a huge project it is ongoing and they are working on it, so to speak. I was going to say, do they really? They, 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 wouldn't
4: have corner curbs for the F1 cars, would they? There, because they wouldn't be jumping. They're not going to be really big curbs, if anything, because that would be an F1 track. It'd be more of like on the
0: exit of the corner, so that they don't use up, you know, the far part of the track, right? Well, it's all about getting rid of the. The flat curbs and making them three dimensional, so to speak. So there's some, you know, height. If if they're one inch tall, let's make them one inch tall. You know. So is this something
4: because they couldn't get? Maybe it's not in the 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 designs that they got. This is something that kind of might be the hiccup that they're finding out uh, afterwards when they get these um, scans that they're not scanning themselves.
1: It could be because when I'm sure when they do the scans themselves, they actually just scan the curbs too.
0: They might and they probably photograph and measure and everything like that. All right. So this next one is pretty amazing. Um it it's a viral video that has gone viral um of a woman that has cerebral palsy and receives a Logitech wheel so she can go racing. And you can't believe the excitement this girl has uh when she realizes that she's gonna go racing. It is uh it's very heartwarming to watch. Yeah. I've, I found
4: this video uh, from uh, one of our listeners and man, I really, uh, it kind of touches your heart when you <laughs> you get to see how excited she is to getting a PlayStation and then knowing that she can, uh, when she gets the wheel that she can actually race. And it looks like she obviously got, she's got a whole setup where she is sitting in a seat and everything too. So it's kind of exciting for her to uh, be able to, you know, she may have some physical uh you know she physically can't do a lot of things,
0: but she uh she gets to enjoy what she loves. I mean, I was happy when I got my wheel, but man she was happy
1: <laughs> and you know she'll probably never get to drive a real car, so this is a this is a good good experience
0: I was gonna say, you know what
4: you know this would be kind of like if you think of some of these companies, this would be kind of some good advertising for some of their equipment because she's obviously in a track racer rig there too, right? Using Good. PlayStation, things like that. I love the enthusiasm. All right, it, was, we're gonna... it was
2: kind of hard to kind of hard to watch. I had something in my eye towards the end. Um, got a little hazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to jump ahead to pause podcast housekeeping notes. Don't forget the aftermath podcast. I think they recorded this Saturday. Check them out. Don't forget our website. iRacersLounge.com. Man, we got some show notes for you guys. Uh, You're listening to us, so why don't you look at what we're talking about? So go to the website, check out the show notes. We're also looking for a content producer for the show, someone who's actually available to be on the show weekly that wants to join this team and run NIS and everything else with us. If you're one of those people, let us know next uh you heard us about the midwest simulation spotlights here on the show if you want to buy those don't forget we have a coupon code iracers lounge for 10 percent off we're also on the performance motorsports network and real quick brian fantasy
2: yeah guys so uh we're at uh, fantasy now. The looks like um, GI Jojo is still on top. He's got a comfortable lead, too. He's got like about a 45, 50-point lead almost. Um, uh, looks like uh, uh, looks like Adam, did you drop a position after last week? It looks no, like you're I, in third now. I
3: gained a, I gained a position, but I'm losing spots to my buddy there on top.
2: Yeah, at, least, gotcha. we, we,
3: at
4: least we figured out who that guy is now The GI mm-hmm. Jojo is.
2: So, Greg, you're in 10th place now. Um, you're coming in pretty strong. Uh, Tony, uh, Tony uh, Groves is down to is in 15th. I think that's right where he was last week. Bobby Jonas is right behind him. Uh, or Tony Groves is in 17th. Tony uh, Rochette's in 15th.
4: Yeah, it's Rochette.
2: Um, and then uh, bringing up the rear is me. I'm so bad at this. It's crazy. I'm in a few times. <laughs> I think it's because people have been dropping off, but I I, I guarantee you, I'm in last place of everybody who's played off every track so far. What man, are, you, are you thinking? If you're making
3: like the, the low picks right now, when all of us at the top used up the fast guy picks, you'll be right where we're at.
2: Yeah, that's one thing. I haven't been using a lot of the big name drivers, at least not regular, you know. But um, man, Stuart Haas really screwed me this past week, though. They were
4: terrible. I, gr- I agree. They did. I I
0: I think I'm overthinking a lot of this. Like I'm trying. So Tyler is holding up the rear with you there, Brian.
2: He missed the week. He forgot to put in his picks Um, one week. So, but he's still ahead of me. So
0: hold the mic. (laughs)
2: Yeah, one of the things is I I I rarely have am able to watch these races live time. So my garage pick is pretty much a wasted pick because I'm not watching it live to switch drivers. So um, I usually watch it later that night or, or the next day.
3: I overthink but, my DraftKings picks. I I messed that up every week, but I'd be okay on this. I'd be okay if that flipped and I was okay at gra- DraftKings. And this mediocre.
2: I was thinking to you know, ask GI JoJo what to pick. He's got <laughs> damn.
4: Apparently, he's a wizard. Yeah, but, but see what he is once he gets halfway through. Maybe he's using the one all the stuff up. I was gonna say, Mike. Just so you know, this is your one week warning. Uh, it's daylight savings week uh, this
0: weekend, so oh no yeah and my job <laughs> changes time too so <laughs> hey work is on the line as well so for me we're about to lose an hour the thing about my schedule is that everything shifts so my eye racing shifts my work schedule shifts my sleep schedule shifts everything is going to shift by one hour back earlier so i think it's going to make it easier for me not to screw it up well, you think you have a
4: race team that would help remind you to get in an hour? Well, it's it's pushing everything an hour back.
0: Or no, we're moving. Well, it's ahead. going. I'm going to be earlier. Yeah, that's right. Some of the
2: times don't change, right? Don't some of the times don't change when they switch over, right?
4: Well, Arizona doesn't change, right, Mike? No, you, the race time.
0: Oh no, the no race about. times. Oh,
2: it's right. the, some so of the, races the daytime stay at the same
0: race time. time. Like today, there's a. A race at noon for me and then there's a fixed race at seven but next week it'll be a race at noon for me but a fixed race at six so yeah riddle me that how that works
1: well the the earlier euro slash aussie type races they don't shift yeah. anything that's a little bit more geared. That just messes me forward? up.
4: The, I think it's the, the morning one on the Saturday too, isn't it? It goes from five to six or six to five. One of, they keep going back and forth in the morning.
1: Yeah, but the, but the Sunday one doesn't.
4: It's kind of weird how they did that, but I guess, you know, there's some logic to it. Ah, 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 ah,
1: ah. Will this computer run iRacing? Not now. So, Mike, how many cores does iRacing now use? Well,
0: I think conventional wisdom has always told us it's been one. But uh, David Tucker reminded us this week on the the forums, that's really not the case anymore. Uh, They use one for the sound? Well, in a forum thread, uh, people were wondering about the amount of threads iRacing uses And he says, now that sound is using a full thread, it is possible to have four working very hard with our physics, graphics, particle effect, and sound threads. We also have a pile of helper threads to handle side tasks like painting cars and loading faster. Having more cores for those helps, but usually not when out on track. So he's really saying four now. So that sounds like they're trying to split all the
4: the things that are very uh in memory and graphic uh heavy and try and split them over the uh these
0: cores now instead of you know working one of them way too hard okay just something you might need to know brian how about the helmet view
2: yeah uh this is from um walstra he posted a picture in the forums of a helmet view that he's created on his triple monitor screens and it kind of mimics the view that you would get looking through the helmet where there's some you know some spaces where it's it's blacked out so if you're looking at his triple monitor screen like part of it is blacked out where a helmet would um would be restricting your view so uh, he used that by using some of the jrt dashboards and he even says if you if you want to how to do it, you can, um, you can reach him by private message, uh, through the forum. So it's Tom Walstra And, uh, you know, I guess in VR, you kind of get this view just naturally. Um, I don't know if I'd want to do it. If I had triples. you
4: can, you can, I think you can, I've seen this for overlays for like your Twitch channels and stuff to make it look like you're in a helmet. I don't know. You you pay for three full screens. Do you really want to, Obstruct most of it, like I don't know, <laughs> like what do you Two guys? Two thirds think of it is obstructed, kind of right? <laughs> any of you guys that run triples, like do you, do you see a need for that? I mean, it no. looks cool. I mean, for me, I like the idea of it being an overlay for my stream, but I do not want anything that's kind of going to restrict any of the advantage <laughs> I get as a view, right? Yeah,
1: Unless that's... you've got something like track IR, right? This is this is kind of silly because the triples is negating some of the disadvantage you have of not being able to turn your head all right? when we're in vr we've got extra vertical fov but we've got pretty close to the same horizontal fov that you're going to have this guy says that it's actually a little bit wider but that, that's just pretty much as how far out to the side you can see never mind the fact that other than what's right in front of you you can't see that much resolution in your peripheral vision. You basically can detect motion, and and that's about it, right? You can't you can't read stuff that's off on the side like you can in the middle. Our our, our eyes are really good at focusing on what's directly ahead. Um. But when we're in VR, if I have to, like if I'm wrecked or, or sideways or, or doing anything, I, it's easy for me to turn my head and just take a peek. I'll even, what I find myself doing a lot of times in, in the oval racing, even though I'm listening to the spotter, I'll look to the right just to see whether or not I'm going faster on the straight than the guy that I'm beside. Am I, is he going to pull back ahead of me or am I going to be getting closer to clearing him? And then I'll look forward before I get to the turn. Uh, And if you've got triples, you need that. Uh, You need that extra range because you can't turn your head.
4: I think you, you kind of just hit on something there too, David, if you're going to be going, uh, especially with ovals, if you're going to be able to be dragged by someone else using aerodynamics, you're not going to know if they're faster down the straight until you're, unless you're looking over there, because you could say clear and all of a sudden they kind of get a little bit of your, you know, side draft and then you're being dragged back and now they're, going past you again right
1: yeah there's a, there are a couple of buttons that you can set that do look right and look right thre- look left but back when i had just the one the two monitor setup that i kind of ran in a weird way that was extremely hard to drive it would just it i don't get motion sickness and that gave me motion sickness because it just didn't feel natural all right one more quick one adam the new dsd wheel adapter
3: yeah so derek spears design released a new dovetail slotted snout for their um that can go on a semi-cube cube 2 servo it's a wheel adapter you can put any wheel you want on it um it's ultra strong it's 40 dollars us shipment and 50 dollars international it's 3d printed and it's a 70 it's you can put any rim on it with a 70 millimeter hex pattern
0: yeah he said, "It will not twist. It will not slip. It will not fi- fail.
1: Will it get stuck where you can't take it off?"
3: <laughs> that's what
0: I'm wondering. So, Mike's
3: main concern.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering what to do with my stupid wheel. I've, I've had races this week where the buttons stop working, the paddles stop working, and the only way to fix it is to reboot the wheel. Well, I'm in the middle of a freaking race, and I have to like pit and then turn off the wheel and turn it back on, and then. I lose all my track position. This sucks, and I'm just tired of it. You got to get that rim off and get it lubricated so it's, you can take it off when you need to. I don't know why I, I, I never took it off. I, I, I was just thinking, I don't have a second wheel, so why would I take it off? Maybe you should buy a second wheel, especially there if
4: you're you going to, you, you need an F1
0: rim now that you're going to be running road. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, how am I going to resolve this? If I, if I have to ship it to Fanatec, I can't ship it. I mean, I would have to have some monster box because I can't take the damn thing apart, you know, because everything's attached. So I'm just like, I'm going to cut my losses, just buy a different wheel. I'm just going to buy a VRS wheel and be done, throw this thing into garbage. Results are next. NIS, let's talk about it, What? Uh, how we ran. Friday open, I blew up. I actually started fourth, ran really good to the first caution. I realized on the second to go, uh, with the two to go on a restart, my shifter was not working and I couldn't get out of fourth. So I'm thinking, oh crap, how am I gonna restart if I can't get down to second gear? So I pitted with the one to go to reboot the wheel. Because it was the one to go, I got the black flag. I had to pit under green. I finally got a wave around. And then back on the restart, some guy uh, went up from second to third and just stopped going. And we all piled in, like three or four of us just dro- drove right over him. Uh, I blew up not long after that. I'm David, have- uh, P horrible.
1: Yeah. Um- I had an adjusted cue set that I had tweaked to be a little bit tighter. And then I had the Q set that was originally given to us. And then the race set. I loaded the adjusted cue set, ran my Q set, and then went and loaded the other cue set instead of the race set. And, you know, I I, I start off the race. I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm not supposed to be this fast early. Uh, about three laps in, my JRT starts blinking. Oh, crap. I'm in the wrong set. Uh, so i had to pit and take the tape off and not only that i never got a chance to get the laps back but even if i had that that cue set even with the tape taken off was horrible after 10 laps and so yeah it was just uh, it was a throwaway race on a on an error and it wasn't that i didn't change sets i just loaded the wrong damn set that uh
4: that reminds me i guess i i didn't have my results down because uh i had the same thing happened uh in my race, that Mike had is a guy. Guy in second place on the on the start of the race shifted. Uh, guessing he had a Fanatec, uh, their famous shifter. Uh, shifted from third or second to third, and it went recognized first. Spun out in front of the field and took out. I don't know how many guys it took out, but it was enough where we didn't get back to the start finish line, and we were all. There was probably about twenty of us pinned behind the pace car and we hadn't even run a lap. We didn't even get past the start finish line and we got the wave around. I had got going on the restart. I was slower and uh, eventually the uh, the motor just gave out. It, it, it was running too hot and yeah, it's, I fit, I think that was the worst finish I've had. I finished like 38th, 37th, 38th in that race. I
2: finished. You got an
4: eight ball for
1: Brian.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, started on P2. I qualified pretty well. Um, and I I really liked the set that we had. It wasn't super fast, but I thought it was good on long runs. And I'm always, uh, being pretty careful early in runs, but, uh, it didn't really turn out to be a whole lot of long ones anyway. But, uh, we, uh, I would, uh, This there was one guy in my race who he would like, in the first 10 seconds, 10 laps, he pulled like three, three and a half seconds ahead of everybody. And um, we did have one section where I was in second place and he was, he had his three and a half second lead. And man, I was making up like 0. 0.2, 0. 0.3 seconds per lap. So I was, I was, I was smiling because I was like, we're going to, I'm going to reel this guy in and uh, and get right by him. He's, he's done used up all his stuff, but caution came out, didn't work out that way. We had another run going Towards the end of the race, and I had settled into second. looked like it was it was going to be a second place finish. And with, with about ten laps ago, there was another caution, and uh, we had some mixed pit strategies coming out of that caution. Some guys took two tires, uh, some guys didn't take any tires. They were on about 20, 20 lap tires, and uh, I restarted in about seventh place. Um, we got the we got a uh, we got got going, um, you know trying not to run over people who were slower than me but they were clogging up the track at the same time and by the time I had one lap to go uh, one of the faster cars spun somebody out in front of me Um, he hit the wall and I hit him so uh, no yellow came out it was it was on turn three of the last lap so I, I was a limp at home in eighth place so I'm just getting bit by these late cautions like Seems like every race, I, I had a perfectly clean race the whole time, and then right at the end, like for like the fourth time in this NIS season, I've just been getting late, late wrecks, and it's starting to bug me now. Are, are
0: you Are you sure you're not you know psyching yourself out at the end of the race, and I'm going to screw this up? And...
2: No, no, this is. I it was is it was a deal where I was gonna I was gonna be in a top five, looking into the last lap because there were four cars in front of me and i was faster than him it's a matter of was i going to be able to get by him without you know without any problems and uh just the other car that was in front of me uh he had fresh tires too and he just he just went down on the bottom line the car in front of him came down on him because he didn't he wasn't uh he wasn't clear and they sent him up the track so i was ready to race hard for the finish but it was just
0: Nothing I could do. Okay, Sunday open. Tom Dryling, P11, with a huge up and down race, qualified fourth, got spun. No yellow, was able to work my way back up. David, uh P bad.
1: Yeah, I. This was just Vegas was my week to to do stupid stuff, and I did not load sim racing apps, which starts beeping at me when I'm about to cross the pit the speeding line right so i didn't hear that beep that usually tells me to really get on the binders and sped into pits got a 40 second hold on the green flag stop and never got it back
0: damn uh tony rochette p5 stayed top eight all race late yellow killed my long run second place spot with 28 to go p5 sunday fixed i ran p12 got wrecked on lap one it was enough damage I was running 30th the whole race, but with late cautions and other wrecks I hung in there and somehow got back up to 12th. It, you know I, I was telling Tyler this because I was gonna park it after lap one I was like no way I'm gonna run around here for two hours and, and run 30th but I, it's exactly what I did and and at the end with all the carnage you know I was able to get a you know a P12 and it just shows you you got to stay in these things
3: i wound up 12th on wednesday no, 16th on wednesday just second split, just hard just didn't but i wasn't as bad as last year but need a little more speed out of it
0: okay good runs for top split right yeah
3: better than running last
0: steven Llewellyn, he wrecked out of sunday fixed uh, pretty early uh tyler williamson p10 nice run he said he did not qualify but stayed clean Longest run was early at about 30 laps. Uh, kept digging on late restarts and snagged a top 10. The car was super tight, but the tires were still good.
1: I can remember a time when I was more excited for the mile and a half than than all the short tracks, but it's, it's reversed. Uh, so we get to Phoenix and I'm like, ah, oh, I can race again and had a decent run even though even with the patch our set still kind of held up and i had a really good long run set and took care of the car came home p9 but i also got to return a favor to a guy this is a fun story at vegas even though i didn't have any great la or great nis runs i was a green white checkered from winning and this guy just ran through me. I show it in team chat and everybody's like, yeah, that looked like it was completely on purpose. The guy did apologize, though. And I've seen him in, in race after race. And, and I was like, if, if you apologize, I was like, okay, you know, I, w- I won't just headhunt him or anything. But I did say, "He's like, look, you apologized. I'm not just going to come out and wreck you, but don't block me. It, don't, don't do anything to hold me up. Well, we're racing at Phoenix and it's the middle of the race. It's not late. Uh A car. I'm following a car that that had already set up a clean pass on him, and he turned right into my right front fender. And it, I didn't hit hit his bumper. I I hit the left side of his car, so I was there. Um So he literally handed me payback. So it felt it felt good to not even have to try to get the payback. He turned himself now, across your nose. He 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 completely turned himself across my nose. Now the only thing I might, the only caveat is. I wasn't backing out, you know. That was one of those where I'm putting it there, expecting that he might come across the nose, but I was not. I was not going to cut him any slack, based on the fact that he flat out dumped me for a win. So, but it wasn't. It wasn't just you know an intentional wreck. He came. He came down. I had the position. So, ghost town from our team last night running
0: this race. It was just David and I. I think it was because it's week 13. I think people had a misconception that we had a bad set, but we didn't, actually. The set was okay. I ran P6, man, I'm happy with that. I had a couple minor incidents, Uh, there wasn't too much damage, but um, I came from the back like maybe three or four times. I would come from like 28th up to 9th or 35th up to, you know, 4th or something. I was highest fourth, but faded a bit on the longer run. P6, man, I'll take it. And then today I ran uh, Thursday open DNF. I actually had a good, good run going. I was running top five most of the day, uh, as high as second at one point. Uh, man, the cautions are out of control. There were 20 something cautions when I left with 20 to go. They probably ended up with 22 to 24 cautions. It was frickin' nuts. Like every freaking lap, we would we would go green and then there was a caution. We'd go green and there was a caution. It was, at one point, it was like five times in a row that happened um, within one lap. It was crazy. Uh, at some point, I pitted for tires after 50 laps. Um, there were a bunch of cautions, of course. So I didn't really know how many greens I had on those, but I went ahead and pitted and it put me in the back and then I got involved in some of those wrecks. And it, and what really made me mad is the guy who won the race was the guy who, uh, who was on the same tire strategy I was, who didn't pit that last time. And he stayed out and was able to keep the win, keep the lead and keep the win. So I feel like I might've gave up something by uh, pitting there. But uh, yeah, I got wrecked in a, a couple different uh, things that I had nothing to do with, and I couldn't miss, and boom, yeah, couldn't finish. It says um, it was only 20 cautions, Mike. Was it? Yeah.
3: I finished the B- fourth in a B open today, and actually that moves me up to 20th in points of the bad first bad week at Daytona. So hopefully we can get in the top 10 in points here soon, the B car.
0: There you go.
1: Yeah. All right, so are we jumping into official series now, right? Uh, Euro Sprint. I had a couple of P2s at Le Mans in the in the 919. That's always a fun track to run. I uh, couldn't just couldn't get lucky enough to not have that one alien that was a second faster than me a lap. And then uh, Sebring, I had podium finishes with both the Ferrari 488 and the 217. I love running the Ferrari there, but we we got the 24 hour or no the 12 hour coming up. And Richie is a. Uh, His heart is with the 217, so we're running the 217. So I ran it to uh, get some track experience and race experience in that car.
0: We're faster in that car combined. Then we have the Skip Barber Series, P6.
2: Yeah, I wanted to mention this because it was the last race of the season. I pretty much raced the whole season for Skip Barbers. Uh, We were at Long Beach. Uh, I finished P6. I started towards the back, um, but um, that track can... uh, can uh, have a lot of cautions in it just because of the, uh, the walls around it, road course, you know, a tight ter- hairpin turn, and all those would cause a problem. So, uh, all in all, I really like the, the Skippies. I really like Long Beach in the Skippies. That was a that was a good combination um, because it's not it's not overpowered like some of the bigger, bigger, faster cars are on that track where you really gotta probably gotta mind your throttle a lot more. Um, so. Uh, All in all, I I really enjoyed running the skippies. I was really only competitive in probably about three or four of of the tracks this year. Um, So I'll probably do something else next season, but uh, I I do enjoy that car.
0: All right, let's jump to leagues. Fast Track Sim Racing League. Monday night, three of us ran. I got P16, stayed out on an early caution uh, so we would have an extra set of tires, but never got that late caution to use that extra set. Uh, the last one, run, I was slick, and it was sliding around, losing spots. Uh, I think I was 12th, and I fell to 16th. Uh, Stephen Lou Allen ran with us. He had an early throughput, fell to unacceptable levels, uh, connection issue. And then Tom Dryling, P9, he said, Good points today, kept my nose clean during early carnage, got shuffled around, but I'll take the top 10. Then Tom Dryling again, Premier Race Network Cup. P3, qualified on the pole. My second of the year fell back to 15 on the start <clears throat> with a bad turn one and being way too conservative. Was able to work my way back to the top five and ran there the rest of the race. OBRL, Brian.
2: Yeah, uh, first first week of the new season for ARCAs and OBRL. Uh, on Monday night, uh, I got a P21. It was at Iga. Uh The two Tonys were in there with me. Um, I actually had a technical problem on that race, I, um, I, I I talked about it last week, I was thinking about getting over the ear uh, phones for, for racing in my VR because the ones that I have on the HP Reverb are like about an inch off your ear, so you get a lot of the ambient sounds, so um, before the race started I took my earphones off, it's just a single screw and it, uh, just a test to see if, uh, you know, a regular over-the-ear phones would work over top of this headset and it worked fine. I put it all back together, got through practice, and right before the race started, um, they went out on me. So the sound was picked up by my TV, so I could still hear the car sounds and I could still hear the chat. But uh, apparently when you lose your earphones, you lose your microphone too. And, uh, and so I lost my spotter. Was you, I was running crew chief, so I didn't have a spotter to, for me at Talladega, so I just stayed out of everybody's way, stayed in the back, and uh, just cruised through a P-21. So I'll get this thing figured out. I just got to get it working.
1: Grid Finder is your go-to source for finding your next sim racing league. Currently home to over 450 leagues across all gaming platforms and across 10 different racing sims, including over 80 iRacing leagues. Filter your search by racing sim, car class, race day, and region. Finding a league to fit your schedule has never been this easy. Visit www.grid-finder.com to find a league or upload your own. Grid Finder the home of online sim racing leagues okay and that
0: brings us to final thoughts adam jocelyn
3: I'm um, just uh hopefully can get another top 10 tomorrow in nis um, it's been good rattling off top fives in the c truck and the B car but guess they're doing that in the cup car and winning some races hopefully that's coming soon all
0: right get it brian mccubbin final thoughts
2: so, yeah, so uh, with this headphone issue, uh, with, I actually wound up wearing a set, and uh, I needed to get – Dave gave me a good suggestion to buy, but I um, actually now I'm going to need something with a microphone because the uh, uh, microphone didn't work when I lost my – when you take the speakers off of my headset. So uh, I, I purchased something on the internet, uh, and they're supposed to come tomorrow. So I'm going to try that out. It's got, like, noise, noise canceling and stuff, so I can – you drowned out some of the ambient sounds and hopefully that works real well. I'm looking forward to getting that set up.
0: That's right. All right. David Hall, final thoughts.
1: So I actually did a couple of hardware upgrades last week and didn't, didn't really mention it last week. Uh, After the Daytona road course, I decided I didn't like the way my throttle was working or my brake. Uh, I had a lesson with Bobby Zielinski and he found most of my issues were actually under braking in, in the cup car. Uh, once we got that, uh, got a lot, got a lot quicker and a lot more consistent at the track, and it's also helped the sports car racing even a little bit more. But I bought the the hydraulic upgrade and put it on my throttle, and I bought the little upgrade kit, performance kit for the brake as well. I was able to install the the hydraulic upgrade, and that that actually is really helping. I like the way it drives, but I broke, I completely broke off a bit in the the screw to loosen the. To make to upgrade the brake, can't couldn't get it off. Uh, it was it was stripped out. The right size hex key wouldn't work anymore. And um, nice cat there, Adam.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's hungry. I
1: think <laughs> uh, it's broken off in there, and it probably will never come off until I decide to get a different set of pedals. So I have a a uh, free set up brake kit for clubs from that goes into the v3s um, we might sell it or actually try to have a race for it as a prize who knows okay and greg hector's final thoughts
4: uh i don't really have a lot of thoughts i'm looking forward to uh phoenix uh this week and uh, get some racing in um i guess we have uh a race this for the majors this weekend at uh long beach with the lotus 79 that'll be a fun it david
1: I'm sorry. I was busy talking in chat. (laughs) What did you say? Um,
4: I was just talking about us going. We got the 79 car Lotus at uh, Long Beach and uh, looking forward to that race. uh, Yeah, it's
1: actually a pretty fun. It's a pretty fun car to drive. The 49 was a nightmare, but the 79 is a lot more reasonable. I'm thinking of uh, it's
4: six speed, isn't it, David?
1: I haven't. I can't remember. Is this? No, it's only five. five. I'm wondering. I ran, the, I ran the support race and came in like 14th out of 50 cars.
4: I'm gonna, I'm thinking I might use my shifter as like the actual real shifter like they used to do for the H-Pattern. Thinking about it. But anyways, yeah, so look forward to racing in that this weekend. And uh, I'll get my 1-A-S starting because I was going to race last night, but the race wouldn't have finished probably until probably what, 1130 last night and I had to be up at two thirty so wasn't
0: gonna be wasn't gonna be how I wanted to do it, but I look forward to racing this week. Okay. Uh my final thoughts, uh man, Phoenix. I was running P two there before I screwed up and took tires. Um I was in position to win is what I was feeling like and that felt pretty darn good, especially after the rough start I've had to this season. Um To be up there at the front and kind of in position, Uh, even though I screwed it up. But uh, wow. The other thing is, man, what an embarrassment it was to be in that race with the 20 plus cautions. Um, I mean, come on, guys, let's get it together. I mean, they're wrecking for dead last and and it's just one after the other. And it just kind of droned on forever. But um, yeah, at least we know cautions aren't broke at Phoenix. Uh, They definitely are coming out.
3: Oh no, they're still broken. Someone got a quarter of the way sideways and the caution came out today in the B race. Complete opposite of what happened at Vegas where some attack on the front stretch for three quarters of the straightaway and there's no caution.
0: Maybe they fixed it, right?
3: I think they overdid it. Well
1: Well, at Phoenix the whole racing surface counts as the whole racing surface instead of the instead of the apron. That's part of it. Yeah. But I I don't know. If there nothing was addressed in the patch, Mark, but at vegas we had cars you know that would be backwards and and it would still take a whole another half of the straight for them to come to a stop before the caution would come out
0: so we're going to try it one more time tomorrow night see if we can get a win uh that's what i'm going to go in in there trying to do or maybe a top five we'll say but uh yeah looking forward to it and with that we'll see you on the track later for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast make sure you go subscribe to us on iTunes SoundCloud or Google Play Facebook and Twitter see you on the track